Are you sanitising your hands or are you just trying to keep warm there? I'm trying to keep warm, man. It's freaking freezing here. And to record this, I have to turn the heating off. Oh. Because the furnace is there. Right. So if that's on... Right, so, I, I see, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a bit cold. It's a bit nippy. You've probably seen the pictures on the news. I, I, I have, yes. I station Zebra Crossing. Uh, yes, it is there. The thing is, I've been in New York when it's been far, far worse. We've only got about two and a half foot in our garden because I can't be bothered totally. to clear it. Well, what's the point? There's no point. It'll melt. Yeah. It's the it's the circle of life. It's the wheel of fortune. Well, yeah. Tim Rice and Elton John. Yeah. Once. Uh, right. Why? Why did they pick that as a particular uh, cultural reference point in terms of game shows that they could have um, sung about? I just, I just don't. I'm not quite sure. Was that when Carol Smiley was on it or Jenny Powell? Oh, I don't know. Probably been late, late era Carol Smiley. I would have thought. Saying all of that, think. I had a hankering for mid nineties ITV yesterday, and this is why my wife married me. Uh, randomly, I needed to listen to the theme tune for "Wish You Were Here." <laughs> in the sort of interregnum years where Judith Chalmers had passed the torch to Anthea Turner. Yeah. But was also getting still cushy assignments to like the Bahamas and Saint-Tropez and stuff. So I listened to the Wish You Were Here theme, which was mighty. And then the episode was all about what destinations you could pick to see in the millennium. So it was Anthea Turner. Nick Knowles was in the Bahamas and Martin, uh, what's his face? I was about to say Martin Edwards, but isn't he like Manchester United? <laughs> I was going to say old, yes. Old yeah, not, not him. And not Martin uh, Roberts, of course. Martin Roberts. Martin Roberts off of Holmes Under the Hammer. Used what to was it? You were here. Oh, did he? And he was, <laughs> it was really, really weird because this is like 98, 99, possibly. <laughs> ITV. That explains the shirts then. That, 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 that's solved a long, ta- a long standing mystery for me then of why Martin Roberts insists on wearing those frankly horrific shirts and obviously See, the, he's just nicked the wardrobe department nicked, nicked him off from the wardrobe department I wish you were here even mentioning Martin Roberts I'm doing that thinking I'm Dion Dublin about to go into a house with, uh, <laughs> in the bathroom downstairs yeah. no uh, Martin Roberts is exactly as he looks now Dion comments on his flat pack four <laughs> there we go sorry about that that's early. That's early, isn't it? That's very uh, early. No, Martin Roberts looks exactly the same as he does now. Yeah. Like big head, big hair, thinning in places, but he's still keeping that illusion that it's still there. But <laughs> he's about a third lighter. Oh. So it's really weird seeing Martin's head on this thin body. Well, no, I think... He suits I, the heft. Yeah, but I think you're just being a bit... I think that's just the difference between, you know, 4-3 aspect ratio and 16-9. That's all that is. Oh, I'd love to have done sixteen. If Wish You Here probably in those day. days was still being filmed in four three, then he just look. It's just now just because yeah. they shot it in widescreen. He actually weighs the same. He hasn't put any weight on. He's he's a medical marvel. It's Martin perspective, Roberts. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's aspect. Yes, aspect. Yeah, aspects of love with Michael Ball. Michael Ball. Yeah. Oh, love. very well. Very sadly, of course, his his now recent chum has sadly passed away. Got a, there's no comedy to be derived from this at all. Have you missed? What? It? Have you not heard about Captain? Alfie Bowes died. No, not Alfie Bow. No, Captain Sir Tom oh, Moore God for that. passed away this afternoon. Or his death. Sorry, was announced this afternoon. So I think he passed away this morning as that's, we record this. That's tragic for the Moore family because Captain Moore's dad, Major Tom, died in a space accident. Ground I, control I can hear every I, I, single word. I can't bring myself to do it. He's he's a national treasure. I can't well, I can't bring myself to do it. I'm sorry. 
Over 100,000 deaths of coronavirus in the UK, which per person on population density and every other metric is a disaster. Yeah, yeah. It's awful that Captain Sir Tom Moore's passing of a 100-year-old man from pneumonia and he was COVID positive could be the one thing that could bring Boris down. I'm not taking (laughs) any glee in this because a man's died. A man from born in Keithley, Yorkshire, who lived down south the most of the rest of his life, who became famous because he did 100 laps on his Zimmer yeah. to give money to an NHS starved of money by a bastard administration. His death could bring the end of Boris. I pick no glee in that. No, there's really... That is a social allegory, isn't it, of our times in terms of we've had to get a, a, a man well into his dotage to walk around his garden on a Zimmer frame to try and prop up the funding of our National Health Service. That, I mean, if if you want to just distill the entire entirety of Britain in the 21st century or in the second decade of the... Now, third decade of the 21st century into a, a neat little nutshell, into a, that's it. That is it. I genuinely thought about this after... Because after I'd seen the announcement, I thought, given, of course, what the, all the sort of the conversation about statues and all the rest of it that's been going on over the past few years about people that should be honoured and shouldn't be honoured and all the rest of it. Now, I don't think there's any question that statues should be, will be erected or there will be now a, a call to have a statue of Captain Sir Tom. Oh, I've already read that, yeah. Yeah, but and that is only right and proper. That should absolutely be part of the, of the discourse. But I did think, you know, I'm making light of this slightly, but I'm thinking, hang on, he's become famous for walking around his garden in a Zimmer frame. Now, how are we going to represent this man when he's best known to the, the populace at large of, of actually walking around his garden on a Zimmer frame? Are we actually going to have, and this I think would be beautiful, would be actually having the man on his Zimmer. That that would be Britain, again, neatly distilled into a nutshell. We're going to honour a man who we've had to have walking around his garden to raise money for our, uh, you know, cash-starved NHS, uh, uh, on his Zimmer. That's the hero you, that Britain needs. How would you needs. cast that in bronze? Because I, I don't know the exact rules for this, but there's there's something about if a statue is on horseback and the rear hind right hoof is <laughs> off the ground, he died in battle. If the left hoof offside <laughs> uh, is off, he died in natural causes. Yeah. If he had stirrups, he died a hero. If he died without stirrups, there's some if, real and he, yeah. And if he had syrups, he had rules. If he had syrups, he had pancakes. Well, if he had syrups, where's the Bruce Forsyth statue? Where? I'm just thinking you could put a nice. syrup. It's in France, oh, Nice. It's in Nice. It's in Nice. Nice to no. see. See you. Anyway, uh, um, get the idea with that one. No, I think but, you could I mean, have a place in Nice. Oh no, Spain wasn't it? No, but I think the, the realis- worst- realistically, though, with Captain Sir Tom, is that if there is a statue of him, which I think is inevitable, is that actually it really should be made out of the same materials that they use to make Zimmer frames. I think that would only be right and proper. Yeah. So he should be like steel, isn't it? So therefore, he should be cast in steel. He should be like Megasonic out of Deadpool. You know, it, it should be. It should be like that. You saw me on my Zimmer frame a few years ago when I ripped my ass cleft. Did I? Yeah, I had a... I How have I not frame. remembered that? How uh, have I not committed that, that moment to, to memory? I don't know. I was on a Zimmer frame from mid-November 2017 to mid-January, basically. Yeah, I had bigger uh, issues at that point too, <laughs> than your ass cleft. Apolo- if you're apologies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I'd, I'd like to see a, a, a brushed steel 
steel Zimmer frame statue of Captain Sir Tom Moore. Yeah, but I agree. Let's be honest. Whatever he did, and it was a noble effort. No, yeah. A, he shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. No. And B, he only raised 33 million off his own back initially. More millions have then come in subsequently. And all the government did with that money was then give it to their best mates. So it's as if he raised money for nothing. Yeah, he's doing it for the NHS. Let's give clap to our carers. And then that 33 million went straight to a company who's the second cousin of or I don't know manicurist or something the money's disappeared into the ether it's corrupt it's bent you're living in a banana republic welcome to britain well we can't get bananas of course anymore no so we'll have to uh it's uh potato you can if you order the, if you order them by via belfast right they will come to you eventually they'll be rotten they'll be squishy and the eu will have won but it's what you wanted yep Bananas and shrimps, though, are still available from any uh, good sweet shop. Oh, on white mice as well. White mice. Oh. None of them black mice. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, black mice matter. <laughs> the worst thing is, if somebody heard that out of context, yeah, yeah. would either think we're <laughs> racist b- <laughs> or thick as f***. I don't know. But I think it's more the latter, to be fair. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that's, that's our raison d'etre, isn't it, to be fair? But it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very, very... Very sad, and he is a. I think he is a bit of a beacon in terms of what he did. In terms of somebody, he, he is the coat hook that we've managed to latch our jackets onto. Our maligned, ruined jackets. He, we weren't able to, and now it's fallen off the wall. So really, we need to get Nick Knowles. Now he's not on Wish You Were Here anymore <laughs> to come round and, and fix it all, put it all. Do you back know how up. old Nick Knowles is? Oh. Pull a number out of the sky and the fact that I just said Fif- he was on Wish You Were Here. Get off. How did you know that? Is that right? Yes. It's <laughs> a good one. You uh, Nick Knowles I mean, freak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, oh, yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. No, I can't. I've got no. nothing. I've got nothing for that. I've got no. no I haven't got the family fortunes. I could have put it in, but I haven't got it. Have you got DIY SOS? No. no. Have you got Beyonce? Because Nick is obviously Beyonce and Solange's older brother. <laughs> Um, not many people know that. No. Uh, yeah. And whilst he was tarting up houses in <laughs> Paul for a child with cystic fibrosis, yeah. B was with Destiny's Child. So <laughs> I have to say, Nick, when I hear the name Nick Knowles, all I associate it with is somebody who's one of the greatest descriptions he uses of the English language ever, who described his album as uh, sounding like uh, he said Nick Knowles with your voice like a like a fan full of burning more heads. <laughs> was that Bob Mortimer? No, I think it was. Oh, who's, who's Ken Shabby on Twitter? Oh, is that, is that Louis? Is that Louis Barth? No, no, no. Whoever Ken no. Shabby is, Mister um, Ken, Mister Ken Shabby. I'm sure it was him. And if he was, oh, it might have been Nick Motown. Actually, it was him. But the, 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 it was beautiful. And every time it comes up on my on my time hop, it's still. To this day, makes me makes me giggle. But I referenced Bob Mortimer. The other one that comes up with him was um, there was a guy on X Factor years ago called Sam Callahan, and he was he was the classic you know square jawed teen idol kind of thing. And of course, he went out in about the third week of of the live shows. And there was an Ask Sam Callahan hashtag on Twitter, <laughs> and have uh, Bob Mortimer asked the question. He said, "Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever?" Sung a note so lacy and seductive that it made Abu Hamza's hook fall off. 
Oh, so lacy and suggestive. That was it. So lacy and suggestive that it made Abu Hamza's hook fall off. And I, I just, I'm like, that is fantastic. On any, by any definition, that is brilliant. Delicious linguistic tone. Oh, it is, isn't it? And that's the thing that the imagery of a van full of burning moorhens. This is because again, I'm still obviously doing homeschooling, and it's to, you know adverbs and a lot of descriptive stuff. And it, um, what are you doing in history? The the lost years of X fact. <laughs> no, no. Sam but then they're doing English. Well, that's a, that one of them had to write. They're doing it. There's a whole school theme going on at the minute to do with seahorses, not the band. <laughs> Although I did make that reference yesterday, and of course it fell on completely deaf ears because the kids wouldn't have a clue who the seahorses are. I lost my virginity to the seahorses, but not all four of them, um, <laughs> with with it playing in the background. Okay, which, 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 oh, sorry, I'm gonna have to pull up this thread now. Which, that's what she said. Now, which, which seahorses tune I, was it? I think it was during John Squires' finger noodling on Love is the Law. Hey, well, finger noodling indeed. Which is why you always listen to the extended version rather than <laughs> the radio edit. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't really last much longer than the radio edit, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but no, it's doing a thing on seahorses, and it will have to write, write, describe what you what you would do if you were a seahorse, right? So it's it's, it's very much what in the, the f- this is very much in the, this is for a seven year old. This is very much in the abstract, right? Is so this existential English? Oh, so it's about using adverbs. So therefore, it was like today I swam quickly. So therefore, and it's like that. That is the, the natural extension of that is Bob Mortimer, or or yes. in this, or, or Ken Shabby describing Nick Knowles' voice as a van full of burning moorhens. Man, you, that's Absolutely. what you should do. You should sit down with the kids and show them the best of Twitter, or go through oh, Bob yeah. Mortimer's uh, list well, of cat names for sale. Oh, they're oh, that, yes, mighty. They're they're great. Now, just to, as an extent, just to follow on from this, I've got a, an alert here from CNN, which says just literally before we started recording, looked at my at my iPad, and there it is. Alexei Navalny mocks Putin. It says the Kremlin critic is jailed for two and a half years in a fiery hearing. Lovely word. In a fiery hearing, he ridiculed Russia's leader as Vladimir the Poisoner of Underpants. That's great. That is That's great. It. Vladimir the Poisoner of Underpants. Underpants. Which, the underpants it. Uh, and apparently that is a character that will be you know, introduced in Phase 5 of the MCU. <laughs> oh, there's a, a really, really good Russian Avengers film. <laughs> Uh, so it's not it's not obviously part of the MCU. Obviously, but it, yeah. It's the Russian version of the Avengers, and it's fantastic. It's called Guardians, okay. and it's got really good special effects. And there's a person who is a wear wear bear. Is that the right term? A man who turns into a big Russian bear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's an invisible woman in there, and it's really good. And then the Putin turns up and shags every one of them. I am Vladimir. Oh. The campaign America has turned up. I was uh, reading an article about this former Navy SEAL. Then he became an intelligence officer. And then he worked for the CIA and he was covert. And then he decided to do quite an open meeting in Moscow. And he got this Havana syndrome where he he had to be signed off sick from the intelligence services in America because he now suffers from an endless migraine. And he, he had nausea and he goes, I've been shot many times. I've never, I don't feel as bad then as I do now. And it's called the Havana syndrome because Canadians and Americans with the embassies in Havana yeah. got the same symptoms. 
and they think Russia has got this microwave machine that can make people ill. So when you say microwave machine, you don't mean a microwave, do you? you don't no, mean, a, like, for three a, minutes. a no. machine that emits uh, Mic- right, targeted okay. microwaves to right. make people. It's But it's very much like the brown note. What's that? You know about the brown note, don't you? Is that is that is that something to do with the Daily Mail by any chance? No, it's it's the the frequency that you can play that peculiarly, if targeted at the right spots, can give you the shits. It can open your bowels. That explains my visceral reaction every time I listen to a pitbull record. Get off, pitbull is a genius. That it, that is man. it. That's every he's in. He's he's that's it. No, right. no, you just you just been hypnotized. So every time he says "dale," you shit yourself. Don't blame that on the music. Pitbull is a god. Right, yes. He's, he's the only one that can take down Thanos, I tell you. Pitbull. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. No, the, have, you, have you never heard of the brown note? It, no. It, it's amazing. It's, a, it's an amazing technology. You know the, the whole thing about uh, so, in, a, in, in the uh, 80s, the American military used to fire music at like Central American embassies that they didn't like. <laughs> And sometimes they play like Aerosmith constantly, and sometimes they play just white noise at them, and then they kept going, "Bring back the white noise." Oh, um, was, was that? Were they like the same era? White noise? Were they the same era as like Wasp and um, and Skid Row and stuff like that? Was yeah, it, poison, was, poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, every rose has its thorn. Right. Every okay. Highway has its thorn. Right, no, I'd never, no, I'd never heard that. But I like that idea of somebody standing outside an embassy in, you know, Nicaragua or something like that, with with a ghetto blaster pumping out, I don't know, Pat Benatar or something like that, or, or some, you know, whether then Pat Benatar shouldn't be besmirched in that way. No, somebody, somebody really, Matt Bianco or Glenn Medeiros, something like, something like that. Well, and then shit dribbling down the left leg into the nape of the knee. Nothing's gonna change my love for you. And then just a white flag of surrender comes out from the embassy. I always, I always, when I think of Glenn Medeiros, I always think of Paul Robinson, Stefan Dennis with. <laughs> Don't it make you feel good? Don't it make you feel good? But if you if you if you sing along to that, you do actually shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it make you feel good? Like that is. Oh, that is. I mean, Paul, Paul Robinson is is he is to neighbours what Ken Barlow is to to Coronation Street, he, or Ian Beale is to EastEnders, because obviously he's been there. Well, he left for several years, but then came back, so he's not quite the same. But I mean, he, Ken Barlow never shot both of the twins. No, he didn't. No, no, for legal reasons, he didn't. <laughs> but yeah, he. But that's listening back to that song. I mean, it wasn't brilliant at the time, but it has spectacularly not aged well at all. Oh, dear. The production on it, the video is just rancid. I think it turned up on one of the Top of the Pops reruns, obviously, a while ago. And it just, oosh, awful. The, the, the shits, pleather jackets and yes. the, the blouse and all of that. Yeah. I used to DJ in a club in Sheffield. Oh, yes. Is this the one where Phil Oki came in? This is the one where Phil Oki came in. Yeah, okay. But have I, have I told you about my most brilliant clientele? I, I think I probably have. It's probably episode... 17 of the first season of Top Content. Have I, have I told you about the, the greatest clientele that I had? I think you have, but you may have to refresh my memory on this one. So it was on a Wednesday night. Yeah. And on a Wednesday night, peculiarly, we always had a bunch of deaf dwarfs who came in. And this is no, there's no punchline. <laughs> These deaf dwarfs okay. worked at the Lyceum and the Crucible. They were theatre workers. They worked backstage. They liked coming in because 
I played really bassy tracks and I went heavy on the bass. <laughs> so deaf people can go to nightclubs as long as the bass is really fucking good. Uh, okay. So I would yeah, have yeah, a bunch it, of yeah. heavily bearded deaf dwarfs <laughs> next to the bass bins in this club having the time of their fucking lives. Did you play Drinking the bass? snake bite. <laughs> and then, as you quite rightly remember, uh, yeah. Phil Oakey walked in one <laughs> That's amazing. I see, I'm now when you said, as soon as you said that, I'm thinking, I've got this now picture in my mind of the Lyceum and the Crucible in Sheffield actually being like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> they're working behind the, the women. behind the scenes like the Umpa Lumpers or something. <laughs> but then, then you took it one stage further and you said they like really bass heavy tracks. Like suddenly you, they'd be on the dance floor, they'd be sort of bouncing off the dance floor in sort of just yeah. sheer vibration. But <laughs> just, they, <laughs> they utterly loved it. <laughs> That's... <laughs> It, it, that was Brilliant. one of my happiest times. A lot of prodigy then going on there because a lot of sub bass in the prodigy. A lot of prodigy, a lot yeah. of prodigy that used to then mix into like she bangs the drum. And yeah. God, Squires would be getting royalties if <laughs> podcasts yeah. paid. Yeah, it was it was it was a good place. Thank you for listening to another episode of Top Content. Don't forget to tell your friends about us, share, like, review, all of that, and go every Thursday to podfollow.com slash topcontentspod. You can say hello to us on social media as well, because we're there, uh, as everybody is. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, we are at Top Content Pod. And Top Content has been a Top Content production. Boom.